Hello everyone, this is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number 24. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois, that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei and I'm your host. Today's episode is entitled, Five Ways to Help Your Son with Anger. Welcome back to the Connected Family Podcast. This episode is titled, Five Ways to Help Your Son with Anger. I regularly encounter families that are struggling to assist a preteen or teenage son with managing anger. I've encountered it so often that I've made the focus of my counseling practice working with adolescent males. Uh, The unfortunate thing about anger is that it often gets a bad rap. Yeah, sometimes anger is expressed through violence, aggression, and hard harsh words. However, in other situations, anger can be a powerful motivating force that moves your son to take action against injustice. I have memories of being angry about a good friend being bullied on the playground. This anger moved me to protect and stand up for this friend. Some boys are moved to anger when they see a friend that is hungry or struggling in school. My point is that not all anger is unhelpful. But when you find yourself not knowing what to do in the face of an angry son, there are five things that might help. This idea that not all anger is unhelpful is just incredibly important for parents to understand. Sometimes anger is the expression um, of something that really is a strong value of our son. So if a son really values honesty or in value standing up for someone who does not have the same skills that he has or someone who's being put down, then that anger can be a good thing and that anger demonstrates a value of theirs and motivates them to take action, to protect another person, to support someone else, to stand up for injustice. And so in many ways, we can see anger as a positive thing when often in our culture, anger is viewed as something that is very negative. And so what I encourage you for your children and what I try to do for my own sons is to help them to view anger as both positive and negative, and that sometimes anger can be negative when it drives us to do things that hurt other people and do not, do not serve a just purpose. However, anger can be wonderful when it drives us to protect other people and does serve a just purpose. So here now are the five ways that you can help your son with anger. One, validate his feelings. Anger is a very powerful emotion. Uh, Many times it's expressed on the outside when on the inside one is feeling sadness. So I talk with my counseling clients about this very regularly in that sometimes the easiest emotion for us to express is anger when underneath that anger there is sadness. And I kind of illustrate it in this way that often anger is a feeling that makes one feel powerful. And if I'm angry at something, then I feel like I have power in the situation. And I think the reason for that is because it com- anger usually compels us to action. However, if it's sadness or hurt or pain that I'm feeling underneath that anger, sometimes that sadness is a very vulnerable feeling and one in which I feel less powerful. And so I want to express the anger and not the sadness because I feel powerful when I express my anger and vulnerable when I express my sadness. So validating 
the feelings of your son can be very, very important because it can help the son to realize and even become aware of the sadness that he's experiencing underneath that anger. It also helps him to feel heard and can actually decrease the intensity of the expression of the anger because when you say you're really angry about this, it communicates to your son that you understand him Therefore, he can decrease the expression of the anger because you recognize it. Because remember, often behaviors um, are ways of communicating with us. And so if I validate the underlying emotion of that behavior, then the communication has been successful and that expression of that emotion can decrease because the child has been heard and understood and I don't have to express it anymore as strongly because I've been heard and my caregiver understands me. So validate his feelings. Listen without judgment is number two. Validating feelings begins by listening and seeking to understand his perspective without judgment. The temptation is to correct misperceptions or misunderstandings. However, this is usually not helpful. Correcting perceptual mistakes only communicates that you don't understand his perspective. Really, what correcting perceptual mistakes does is say, well, you have to see it from my perspective, buddy. I'm not going to, I'm not willing to come over to your side and begin to understand things with your eyes on. You're going to have to see it from my perspective. However, if you can view it from your child's perspective with validation and understanding, your son realizes that you get it from his perspective. The anger decreases and you become an ally in the problem-solving process. I like to think of this as joining our children in the experience of their anger um, as a way to help them solve their problems. So if, if they're expressing a problem with anger or, or there's a problem that is driving some of this anger, if I can join them in understanding and validating that, then I get to be a partner, an ally with them in helping them to solve the problem. And when you are an ally in the problem solving, you get to ask questions that provoke thought and reflection, encouraging your son to find conclusions and solutions to his own problems. This is such a great problem solving um, strategy where when we're asking questions, when we're empathizing and validating the feelings that are driven by the problem, then we get to be a part of that problem-solving process. Another thing that I think about in regards to listening without judgment is that when we listen without judgment, we become the person that our son talks to when there's a problem or when they're experiencing this really powerful feeling of anger. And we want, as parents, to be the place that our son goes when they're having a problem and when they're experiencing discomfort, uncomfortable feelings. Because when we're the place that they go to, then we get to be the one to help them solve the problem. We get to know what's happening inside of them. We get to support them through those challenging things. And so listening without judgment can open up that door to being the place where they come to talk. Number three, the third way to help your son deal with anger is to give yourself a timeout. Sometimes the hardest thing about having a son that expresses lots of anger is managing your feelings in the moment. Sons can say hurtful things, your fears may be triggered, or you may, may be afraid for your family's safety. Your fears might be triggered, like what's going to happen? He's going to end up hurting somebody. How is this going to impact his ability to have a job, to have a, a loved one, to have a family? All these fears start to come back for us sometimes when that anger gets expressed in really powerful ways. And then, of course, 
fearing for our own safety when our children say really um, angry things. Sometimes they say things that they don't mean and that can be very scary for us, particularly as we move into the later teenage years and our sons get bigger than we are and physically more strong than we are. It can be quite scary in the face of that anger. So something to do in this situation is to give yourself a timeout. Notice that you've been triggered, that you're becoming fearful, that you're beginning to respond out of fear as opposed to a place of being centered and calm. And give yourself a timeout to calm down so that you can respond in a way that's most helpful. The issue doesn't have to be resolved right now. Give your son some space as long as everyone is safe. Um, and this space allows for all parties to calm down, yourself included. Think things through and make better decisions. After sufficient time has passed, reconnect with your son, apologize for any mistakes you made, and start over by using suggestions one and two from this podcast. Reconnecting is so important because connection is key for managing these moments of really difficult distress. And so reconnecting means calmly going back, um, getting a sense of what's happening inside your son and connecting emotionally and really understanding what it is that they're feeling and feeling the feeling with him, connecting in that emotional experience as a way to help him really do the next thing, which is to practice self-regulation. So number four, practice self-regulation. Large expressions of anger are a clue to you about how powerfully your son is feeling his anger. Sometimes he'll have a difficult time calming down or keeping his bottle from bursting. These times of feeling out of control are normal for a boy and um, a normal for a boy that's still learning to self-regulate. So you can help him to learn regulate to regulate by modeling calmness, using controlled breathing, and practicing mindfulness. So the more in control you are of your behavior and your emotions, you're modeling for that him. So you might take a few deep breaths while you're having this difficult conversation. You might even express to your son in the midst of this difficult conversation something like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit upset right now. I can feel my heart racing. I can feel my breathing increasing. I need to take a few deep breaths to calm myself down as we continue this conversation. A perfect way to model how you even are managing your distress in the midst of the difficult conversation. And the fifth thing in helping your son to manage anger is to set limits. One of the major challenges parents encounter in the face of anger is maintaining family limits when things get really heated. Um, but it's important that you calmly and consistently set limits on behavior in the home. These calm and consistent limits allow your son to know how far he can go in expressing himself. He will push against them and test them. But when you calmly maintain the expectation, it feels safe and comforting to him. Often, uh, we, we tend to give in when things get really hard and we change the limits or we pull back on the limits or we set the limits in an, in an angry way ourselves. Our button gets pushed, we get triggered, and then we really come down hard on those limits and set them in a way that doesn't feel safe to our child. So again, taking that time out for yourself helps you to be able to set the limits, maintain the limits in a way that feels safe, empathic, and encouraging to your child, um, and, and helps them to learn over time how far 
is appropriate to go in expressing the anger and that it's okay to express the anger. However, there's just a line in how far that can go. Remaining present emotionally when you set those limits is a very important piece of that. And that means maintaining empathy and connection with your child throughout that process. So sometimes the limits are broken. And in such cases, it's important to um, refer to su suggestion three, which is to give yourself the timeout. When the limit gets broken and you get triggered, then you're taking a timeout in order to calm yourself. And possibly even giving time for your son to calm uh, down together and giving everyone some time to think about and make the decisions that are best for everyone. So those are the five ways that you can help your son with anger, validate his feelings, listen without judgment, give yourself a timeout, practice self-regulation, and set limits. I hope you find those five things helpful. I'd love to hear how you're implementing them with your children and your sons and the success or failure that you experience because we all experience failure as well. So feel free to make a comment, reach out through our website or Facebook group, and I would love to have some more discussion and hear about how things are going when helping your son with anger. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Connected Family Podcast. We are dedicated to helping you build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If you'd like to continue the conversation about five ways to help your son with anger, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Connected Family Podcast. This group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or our website at ConnectionsQuincy.com.